This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. And welcome to Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Cody, and with me is Kyle and Ken. Hello. Hey, guys. This is definitely not our second time trying to do this today. (laughs) This is definitely not round two. The drinking round. (laughs) We have recorded this podcast once already but due to a mic failure we are at it again guys I'm sorry i promise it'll work yeah hopefully well maybe i shouldn't make that promise yeah. anything could don't happen. jinx us again we I'm won't sorry, have sorry. Enough, every time enough time for one more ma- every time someone mentions the mic failure drink along with us yeah <laughs> <laughs> so this morning we did one and we were all hopped up on our americanos now we're hopped up on something else. So we don't know <laughs> what's going to happen now. So we, we're still, the caffeine is still in our systems. Now we're putting some uh, Jeremiah Johnson some craft down. beers on top of yeah. it. <laughs> if they like to be a sponsor. If they like to be a sponsor, Mike's Hard Black Cherry. <laughs> I might be putting you down right now. <laughs> oh, so. I got I to gotta am myself up again. I got to get excited. Let's get excited. We'll talk about this yet again. <laughs> we got a new movie this week. Woohoo! What? What? A brand new, non-VOD, non-PVOD, non-streaming on YouTube, brand new theatrical release movie this week. Right? It's happening. It's finally happening. With the movie star of my dreams, <laughs> Russell Crowe. <laughs> of, of your dreams? <laughs> Nightmares? Are these, are these dreams where someone feeds you food <laughs> oh he, he doesn't look like he did in gladiator <laughs> we've 30 di- years ago we've whatever it is at length yeah not only has our respect and love for russell crowe grown but also his waistline <laughs> yes so we talked about earlier which you guys didn't get to hear but russell crowe has been a big part of ken and i's relationship from the beginning so that's that's another drink yeah. <laughs> just in case you were wondering another drink. No. this drinking is gonna be fun <laughs> he uh starred in the movie that we went to for our very first date because you know that's what people do they go to movies on their first dates yes and that seems about right ken and i went to 310 to yuma the most romantic movie you can imagine surprised i even remember what movie it is <laughs> <laughs> so handsome took my breath away i just couldn't stop staring at him I mean, not. Was, I just don't remember the movie. <laughs> he was a part of the start of your relationship, and yep. at the part of where the industry you guys he's, work in nearly fell apart. Yep. So he's there saving we go. us again. He's just gonna pop in and out of our relationship. The hero we never knew we needed. Yep. <laughs> but I always had in my back pocket. <laughs> we, guys, we have to just erase our memories. Right. <laughs> it's not as, <laughs> we're, we're fitting in lines. <laughs> Kind of the great line before it. If it's so good on the first podcast, take another drink. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. So, yes, we're really excited. We're so glad Russell Crowe's back. It's a murder mayhem thriller of road rage revenge. Yep. Shout out to everybody at Solstice, Victoria, Jeff, and Andy. You yep. guys killed it. You stuck with the theaters. Right. Uh, Sherry there. Everybody did what they had to do to keep this movie in theaters. Right. Thanks, guys. And thank you so much for helping communicate regarding paperwork, bookings. You know, we it, this was actually a very smooth process. We understand Solstice. This is their first film. We had to build their bookings from the ground up. I mean, they, we had to add theaters to their system, update payer information. It was, it was a lot more than just your normal booking procedure of here's a date. And it went very smoothly. Nobody was missing keys or hard drives. Knock wow. on wood. Knock on wood. And, and take a drink. <laughs> Let us know now <laughs> if you are. It's too late now. No. We had shows last night. We played a new movie last night on our show. Oh my screens. gosh, early shows. It happened. <laughs> what, a, what a strange world. <laughs> yeah, it's not been like this for six months. So That's crazy that it's been that long. I know. I mean, middle of March is when they pulled all the films from the release schedule. March 13th was the last weekend of new releases. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a crazy day. That's yeah. for sure cuz all of a sudden we saw titles being gone, titles being gone. We're like what what what's happening? Yeah, the, don't go, don't that's go. Never <laughs> happened. It's just Yeah. No, we had things being pulled like two weeks out, and we're like, this is crazy that this yeah. is happening. Yeah. And then they're pulling the day off. <laughs> Cra- yeah. <laughs> a week later, they're like, Thursday, 
Friday for Friday. They're, they're like, like, no, we're we're done. <laughs> like, oh, well, huh? <laughs> no, I mean, I we all thought it was just reactionary when MGM pulled Bond. We were like, there's no reason to pull Bond. Just push it back. We were really upset. We were like, what are they doing? And now you look at it and you're like, they were just ahead. And we're just thankful they left it in the year. Yeah, In the same year. I mean. When when that all changed, we were like 10 days away from Mulan. mm -hmm. Yeah. And you never considered that Mulan was going to go streaming. No. We were. No, that was never going to be a thing. We were a month away from Trolls becoming the number one movie on VOD of all time. (laughs) Like, that's crazy to think. It was going to be a hundred million dollar movie for us mm-hmm. for oh, our locations. Yeah. It's. I mean, I had, I had actually given bond dates. This I had sent them United Artists our preliminary bond list. This yeah. is where we want bond, you know, because it was coming up and we were going to have early shows and pre-sales and t- advanced tickets. I mean, it was we were just chugging right along with that, and and then whoop, gone and long gone and. We law, I mean, every one of our locations shut down. Yeah. In a matter of like five days. Right. Went from 100% to zero. <laughs> zero. And that, I mean, that included a weekend when we actually weren't working. So it was actually three days went from everybody to nobody. No, nothing. <laughs> it was, it was crazy. I've never, I could never have fathomed. I mean, I've been working at this job almost 15 years. I've been around it my whole life. I grew up with this. It just could not fathom the idea of every single one of your clients and every theater that you represent offline just shut down. Have you ever had a location close for anything other than them permanently closing or to to remodel? I've had, you know, uh, like projector malfunctions, failures with that. We've had um, the building... I've had buildings been run into by cars and it didn't shut down (laughs) the whole building. I mean, I've had crazy stuff happen. Fires, water damage, toilets. I've had the city come in and tear up the road right in front of the theater and they still operated. So nothing has ever really shut down a theater except a permanent closure or like a crazy major remodeling or just something like so bad like the water system flooding an auditorium but the whole rest of so it's just complex was open yeah i mean you could really get it go you know continue to work this is this has never happened before in 2020 we've had locations closed because obviously of the virus yeah both uh state and local closures i've had a location closed because of rioting this year we had a location closed because of inland hurricane winds yeah in iowa (laughs) like there's there's no end to what's going to come next. It's going to be like no. a herd of a stampede of gerbils or something. It's going to be the next thing that comes we, up. We can't open up. There's gerbils outside. <laughs> and when I was serious. Yeah. I did have a location closed because their water sprinkler system malfunctioned and flooded an auditorium. Get this, people. After they put in luxury recliners. So the recliners were ruined. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's just. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's been so challenging and just so crazy and you just never thought it would happen to our industry we've weathered so many recessions so many bad things we weathered 9-11 we've weathered hurricanes we've weathered natural fire disasters there were literal world wars playing out while theaters were open yeah and there was there weren't wars being fought on american soil but the theaters were still open in france and germany in England during those times. Yeah, they were still making movies. <laughs> they were still, still open, creating movies. Still business is, as usual. This is a whole new ballgame. Yeah. And now we're better prepared, maybe. And now Russell Crowe has come to save us all. <laughs> yeah. It was Who meant to be. The first movie back would be Rus- a Russell Crowe movie. Like, you know. I mean, I not just... in this year. <laughs> no. No. He had kind of fallen off the radar, and now he's yeah. and now he's back. And we have mentioned Russell Crowe so many times in the last five minutes, more than we had talked in the last year or two before this. And have I told you guys Russell Crowe is going to be joining us on next week's podcast? What? what? <laughs> no. 
That would actually be kind of amazing. I'm just just gonna do it. But I don't think he would appreciate how many times we've called him fat. So I don't think he's. I'm just gonna do it. We can. You two. (laughs) You agreed. You're involved in this. I mean, I have eyes, but like, I'm not being mean about it. I am 100% just gonna eat a roast beef sandwich and talk with a bad Australian accent (laughs) (laughs) the entire next episode. We got to get that video podcast up and going. <laughs> so that way the viewers can watch him eat a roast beef sandwich. As he yeah. Eats. Good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what other movies do we have um, coming up right. now? So this weekend, um, Unhinged isn't the only new release, although it's the widest and the one that we want to support the most because they have been so vocal and so dedicated about being the first new release out there. Um, Roadside Attractions has words on bathroom walls. Um, it's a little bit more, lim- it's limited, just going where it can. Um, a PG-13, more of a teen, a teen film, um, whereas Unhinged is rated R just for the adults. Hey, Russell Crowe drove a pace car at a NASCAR event. Did America! He? <laughs> Get out there, Russell Crowe. Yeah. We're living for you this week. <laughs> it's all about cheers to Russell Crowe. Take a drink. Cheers. Here. <laughs> all right, but what do we got next week? So next week is super exciting. More new movies. We've got New Mutants from Disney, which new, is new, new mutants, mutants. Yeah, mutants. Fox, uh, a Fox film that they are apparently sacrificing during this time because heaven forbid they put Mulan out there but I'm not going to complain we get new mutants and we also get personal history of David Copperfield from Searchlight which we will now just refer to as Copperfield because that line is too long to say it just it just amazes me that of all the times New Mutants has been pushed back and seemed like a pipe dream, it's in the middle of a pandemic where they're like, this is the time for this, this movie to time. shine. This seems like a perfect time for this film. This is a pandemic movie. Yeah. This is where it really belongs. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked as vengeful as Disney is that they didn't put this out in like June. <laughs> just drop it on June. Really though, just right. take the loss completely. <laughs> Eat it, Fox. <laughs> I mean, I'm still going to see it. I just find it funny. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just... It's just crazy. It, it's interesting that the the what product they're willing to put out there and what they're not right now. It's just unfortunate. But I'm not. Beggars cannot be choosers. Was, so we are thrilled to have anything that is purely theatrical. Oh yeah. And yep. then on a side note, that brings us to Bill and Ted PVOD. Yeah, it will be day and date with streaming. It's just not purely theatrical, but it's new. And, and that wasn't United Artists' decision. That came from the producer. So we can't knock the studio for that. They didn't have any control over that. We appreciate it's not a uh, title that's strictly set to stream or PVOD, but we're moving on. Yeah. We got Tenant after these. <sighs> Tenet. Oh, my gosh. The Grand Poobah. <sighs> the granddaddy of them all. Thank you, Christopher Nolan. He stuck his neck out there he stuck to his principles he just loves movie theaters and he's such an advocate for the theatrical experience and i mean he's such an advocate in the true sense that he is putting his his actions you know his words into actions and putting his movie out there for theaters i mean just really a a lifeline and thank you to warner brothers for really like you know stepping up and allowing him and you know, there are some going to be some stipulations with playing Tenet, but at least it's new. It's an A title and A plus it, in my book, A plus plus plus. <laughs> and it is the definition of premium content right there. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. <laughs> so we wanted to just to talk about a few of the policy changes and just how this relates to probably um, bookings moving forward. So. Uh, Tenant will have some interesting early shows and not just a, th- it comes out on a Thursday, so it's not going to have only a Wednesday early show, but it's going to have um, a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday early show leading it up into the regular showings on Thursday. It, um, you can play one show per screen per night. So if you have four screens, you can do four shows once in each auditorium. So this is just a really extended yeah. Early showing. Yeah, I think it's really to accommodate everybody's restricted hours. I mean, not only are not all locations open, they're not open all during the week. 
They're not open um, for all hours that they previously were operating at and not all screens are open. So I think this just gives everybody um, a good chance to, to have an early show to market a sneak preview of the movie and to really, you know, build up that event of going before the national break. Yeah. Kind of like a test run of sorts, I guess. Yeah. It's just the idea that this is going to play at multiplexes through Thanksgiving. It is. <laughs> so, so that's another <laughs> so thing. So let's get it out yeah. there early and yeah. let's stay late. Let's, let's run this through and give everybody a chance to see it. Right. Get out plenty of show times, give time to sanitize, do all the things you have to do to get people right. in. And yep. we're, we're not going to see, complexes with $200,000 grosses for this weekend. That's just no. not going to happen. But over the course of three weeks, we may see a number that is reasonable yeah. for a movie like this. So this movie, um, Warners is asking for the minimum play amount, uh, number of play weeks to be extended. Um, it just, it depends on your screen count, how long you're supposed to keep the film. It is roughly about twice as long as what you would expect, but that that's fine. Given the fact that most theaters are operating at re- 50% reduced capacity. You know, we want it. We are, can't get as many people through the door right away. And so this isn't going to be your flash in the pan where the bulk of the grosses are happening up front. It is going to be a slow burn. It's going to hopefully increase over time attendance. And what you're really doing and what they really want to see with this film is that you either maintain or you grow that audience week after week. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people are going to be uncomfortable rushing out there's not going to be this rush out to see you know you got to grow it you got to grow the word of mouth and you got to promote 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 this whole time yeah for a normal a plus title you would expect your obviously your biggest gross of the first week and then it drops by half and then half again for the third week and And then bulk of your money is made in the first three weeks yeah first week but the first three weeks this could be where over a four-week stretch it could be quarter 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 right where it could be split up like that we don't know. No. Nope. But, but we're guessing and we what we'd like to see, as I said, consistent grosses, you know, um, not huge, but consistent over a time. Because then that shows that you're still bringing in audience week after week. Or if you could grow it. I mean, if you add shows or you find that, you know, you can add a show time here or there. I mean, they want to see growth over time. They and, don't need it all up front. And the growth could be really possible. I mean, between yeah. people starting to get more comfortable to like changes and seeing that it's okay to be going to theaters as well as they're just not being big product, kind of like a tenant to where right. there's going to be competition. Wonder Woman. Yeah. yeah. There are, people are only going to want to see tenant. That's really going to be the only thing. Um, though there are a few other titles coming out: Kingsman and Greenland mm-hmm. in September, plus a few limited releases. But for the most part, your big blockbuster A title is going to be Tenet until we get into October with hopefully Wonder Woman. And yeah. Wonder Woman's only going to stay there mm-hmm. if New York and LA get open. Which cross your fingers that they do what they can to get those locations open and we hit Warner's internal metrics. So do we get it growing over time? Because if Warner's doesn't see see this, Wonder Woman doesn't have a Christopher Nolan that is going to champion keeping it there. So Wonder Woman will be out if we don't promote and get people in the theater for Tenet. Yeah, do you think Gal Gadot cares if it plays on streaming or in theaters? No. <laughs> Those people don't. They don't have a big voice like he does. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he released this movie. You can still get it. You can still book it on 35 millimeter, which is crazy to think. Yeah. That you can get a movie now on that. But he is such a champion of theaters yep. that he wants it to be seen the way he filmed it. Right. I mean, it it just sucks. The the stars can't don't have that sway. I mean, just look at what happened with Tom Hanks in his Greyhound film. He was yeah. the star and the screenwriter of that. That was his his project, his baby, and the studio still sold it. So, and he didn't like it. No, and yeah. he had no say over it. He didn't create. He didn't direct the film to mm-hmm. be a small screen film. He directed it for you seeing it on the large screen. And he even said he's like, I didn't set up scenes for for you to watch it yeah. on a small screen. So, um, it. I mean, really, it takes somebody the caliber of Christopher Nolan to get this for us. And so, we just want to make sure that we do everything we can on our end to support that because he's putting a lot out there for this. 
And now this is the right time to announce that Nolan will be our guest after Russell yeah. Crowe. <laughs> I, I don't know his voice, so I'm not going to be able to do it. It's probably like a, a smarmy type voice. Like oh, he thinks yeah. he's. <laughs> no, I do the old timey voice. Uh, old. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say yeah, this more old timey. Yeah, see? <laughs> I don't think that's Christopher I'm Nolan. Bugsy Malone over here. <laughs> That's actually a good point. I don't know what Nolan sounds like. I love him so much, but does, I don't know he what he sounds like. He does so much like. for theaters yeah. and is so outspoken. I have no idea what he sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out when he's the guest. <laughs> so we're really excited. Um, okay, so multiple early shows. There is a reduced um, payment period. So normally you get, say, 21 to 28 days for payment. That's going to be reduced down to seven. Um, That's just because given the uncertainty and if, you know, your local government is going to shut you down or not, um, the studio wants to make sure that you're paying weekly just so that they don't get burned on this. Because when everything shut down in March, there were a few really high outstanding balances for a lot of circuits and oh yeah and so that's just and you know this this behavior this um reduced uh payment period was something that was happening kind of pre-covid there was this pressure to get payments in sooner and sooner and have accounts be current before you got the next movie and so that it's not unreasonable it's not out of the blue it's just something that was accelerate a policy that was accelerated yeah you could imagine how that would look if um for example amc is teetering on the edge of bankruptcy and making deals with universal if you play tenant and then a week after you put up this big number just say no we're declaring bankruptcy yeah and that's it but amc just like all of our locations are agreeing to these seven day payments to get this done and mm-hmm. get Warner brothers paid for putting their necks out there right. and, and putting a $200, $200 million movie out there right. for this. Right. No, it just, it get also is a really good opportunity just to get into the habit and the process incorporated in your internal processes to pay your film rental every seven days. You need to gotta check, do an ACH, wire money, do all of that every week for your previous week's film rental. If you can get into that routine, as hard as that can be, because a lot of people use that film rental for other things, you got to get out of that mindset. Film rental, every, anything you make in the box is gone. That is the studio's money. And if you happen to have something left over, good. Then that's a little bit of profit on your end. But everything that for the box is really meant for the studio and you got to kind of get in that mindset because they need they'll want that money right away and that having that extra in reserves will ha- allow you to get more product moving forward just is the way that they're pushing their their policies yeah working with newer locations um i'm sure a lot of our chains uh, are structured in a way where they're operating uh costs are tied to their concessions and other revenues Mm -hmm. and then tickets are separate right but new locations aren't aware that they're operated like this where ticket revenue as film rental gets paid first yep and you take care of them first so they can continue getting products so you can keep your theater open right and then that whatever's left in that account after your your financial period can be a huge windfall for you and your investors yeah. If you're taking care of the film companies right away and not incurring right. any other issues. I think where a lot of clients get in trouble just, you know, normally pre-COVID was that they were using film rental to pay other studios film rental or to pay other bills. And then they didn't have the money when fil- that particular studios film rental came due. And then they didn't get the next big movie or they got put on advances because they were slow to pay or they didn't pay. And And it just turns in, you just, once you go down that rabbit hole and you get out of line with them, it's just really hard to get back on track. Speaking of rabbit holes. Nope, uh, we're not there yet. You're not there yet? Not there yet. We have one more thing to discuss. So we talked about reduced payment, early shows, (laughs) uh, extended minimum weeks. Make it quick. Okay. So (laughs) 
Warner Brothers is requiring that Tenet play in the theater an extended period of time, longer than your two to three week minimums. Um, it really depends on your screen counts, but they're taking all of the risk and liability and they're looking at your reduced screen counts saying, hey, we need to be in here longer. Like we said, this is their metrics are growth over time, consistency over time. And so to make that work and make that happen, they're extending that time period for you. So just know Tenant's going to play probably through till October, mid-October. Makes sense to me. Okay. <laughs> I think I got it all out of my system okay, now. Okay, it's out. Okay, thank God. Numbers, numbers, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Technical policies blah, to run blah. your theater. But hey, the movies are back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, let's get through all this boring stuff and then we get into the fun stuff. Oh, gosh. Okay. So NATO, uh, the National Association of Theater Owners, was yeah. suing the state of New Jersey because they had not allowed theaters to reopen. At all, ever, and didn't even co- allow NATO to have a, a conversation with the governor. It was just a, co- a complete ice out in that state. I want to talk to your governor, see? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, NATO and the major theater chains sued the state of New Jersey saying that um, their First Amendment rights, their due process, and their equal protection under the law rights were being violated because the state of New Jersey was allowing uh, churches, indoor dining restaurants, and um, like museums and other gathering places, bowling alleys to all be open, but were purposely leaving out movie theaters. And unfortunately, the judge ruled against NATO. And and it's just mind-boggling to me that, that he could come to this conclusion because it seems pretty cut and dry. You allow churches and other gathering places to be open. You should allow theaters to be open. You allow indoor dining. You should allow movie theaters. There's indoor dining there. Like, it's just consistency. Yeah. And that's all NATO was getting at was that we want to be open. We will be open under restrictions. That's fine. We just want the opportunity to be open. And the judge ruled against them. The judge felt in the case that for some reason, the act of going to a theater, sitting there, watching a movie for two plus hours, it was... Um, increasing the prolonged exposure to people, it was actually a more dangerous act than going to just say a restaurant or church. Well, not, I mean, if you're not wearing a mask, then yes, but since everywhere is supposed to be mask mandated at this point, then you would think that even if you're sitting somewhere for two hours, not really doing any activity, but just watching a movie, then it should be pretty safe as long as you wear a mask and are distanced enough. I, I get that. I consistently go to movies and just make out randomly with the person next to me. <laughs> I'm always talking during them. With Russell my... Crowe on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's like you said, Cody. It's just yeah. where's the consistency? Like if you don't want, you know, these places like bowling alleys and movie theaters to be open right now, fine. That's understandable. But I mean, if you're you... only allowing certain places with such uh, irrational logic behind them, then yeah. they're it do- just doesn't make sense. Like, where yeah. where is the consistency of this? Where's, yeah, and it just I I think that we talked about this kind of previously. Is like what oh, is take a drink? Oh, what is that? Um, you caught it. He did. Oh, he gets to get another one. He had so many drinks. Um, what I think that there's just truly a fundamental misunderstanding from this judge of what the actual process is. You know, you go. To the theater, I mean, you're not, nobody is the weirdo that's like, I see one person in the theater, I'm going to sit right next to them. There's there, a few. There's natural not many. distancing in the theaters. It, with Regardless if you have social distancing or not, people automatically always spread out. They all face one direction. They're not breathing on each other. And nobody's moving in front of you. Then you add the social distancing requirement. So every other row, off limits, and then... Um, every other seat sections off limits you're so spread out especially with recliners that um i've gone to movies with you and recliners where i forget you're there yeah (laughs) right next to me because they're so big (laughs) i'm going with my wife i'm like randomly holding someone's hand halfway through the movie like whose hand am i holding oh it's the wife (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i forgot so the judge also said that um 
made a comment about the number of people in the theater that it somehow was a lot of people with prolonged exposure and i was like has that judge even been to a movie in the last five years with 10 years luxury recliner (laughs) seats those auditoriums that maybe had a hundred people in them are down to less than 50 sometimes i mean and there are no more 200 and 300 see auditoriums probably never will be no that's not going to be a thing we're going to see ever again where it packs in for star wars on or harry potter on christmas yeah they're sitting side by side because nobody will want to do it no so it just i think that nato really failed in educating the judge on what the actual process and experience is in today's world and relied on the judge's knowledge of what he thinks it is. But if you've not been to a movie in the last five years, the experience is so completely different than what it used to be just with the advent of the luxury reclining and even just nice rockers. You still get way more space. No, when's the last guy, this guy did anything. When's the last time? He went to a theater. When's the last time he went to a bar to hit on somebody? Can you do it from six <laughs> feet away? Not no. really. When's the last time he took his wife to her hair appointment? That doesn't take 20 minutes. No, that's that takes a, that's hours. A, that's an hour, two hours, four hours if you're my wife long <laughs> yep. exposure to other people. I get highlights and lowlights plus a cut. It takes a while. I don't know what you just said, right? but I'll agree and That's why it. it takes four hours. No, I have I a mean, lot of hair people. As much as I want people to be in droves going back to theaters... I guarantee you that yeah. there's way more the- more people like in a restaurant or in a bar just shoulder to shoulder or or at least, you know, distance, quote unquote, enough right. to where even, they have space way more than it would be for a theater. Even if you spread out dining tables yeah. to the six feet, a server is still walking in. People are still up and moving. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that they have the to have constant, their mask off to eat. Yeah, yeah. The eating and all that. It just, I mean, we could go on and on about all the dangers and the differences with um what's actually being permitted to be an open business versus theaters and it's just it's so sad and it feels like theaters are somehow for some reason being picked on like this is the one behavior that's getting everybody when when in reality theaters have been closed for six months and any new COVID cases are not coming from theaters. So why not give them a chance? Because yeah. you don't know. You can't sit there, judge, and say in New Jersey that theater going to the theater is any more of a risk than going to a bar to right anywhere now. Anywhere else. Yeah. And that's what NATO really pressed I, on their call was that they said zero cases have been tied to theater exposure. Yep. Zero out of a million now in the U.S.? Some crazy number? Yeah. Too big? <laughs> yeah, too, <laughs> too big, big to a even, number? But zero have been tied to theater exposure. Yet somehow theaters are the ones that are like becoming the poster child for dangerous COVID activities. It's just... But yeah, tattoo shops in Manhattan are open now. <laughs> yeah. It... Oh my gosh. Gyms with all that grunting and sweating. Oh, Ugh. I would much rather be in a theater than in a gym. Yeah. You kidding me? Yeah, story well, for more reasons than one. I was going to for more reasons than one, but Can I skip the gym? Is that a is that a choice? But like I I think movie theaters are just getting this bad reputation because of like the bigger theaters like of the big chains like when you go to big chains like i think everyone's had a story to where you know they've stepped on a sticky floor like the seat is some weird color weird stain for some reason you know things like that but i guarantee you like these smaller theaters they're going to be working hard to make sure everything's clean because it's a person's business like they this is what they have they're going to make sure that it's a good experience yeah, this is this is the time where they're implementing all these things. Plus, I mean, I know a number of theaters that took the time for COVID to remodel the theater. So yeah, even if you were kind of worried about your old sticky theater, there's a really good chance it's been remodeled in that time because there was, you know, due to the PPP loans and other things, they, they needed to employ people. And if they couldn't be open, they looked at projects. They said, oh, now is a great time to redo the bathrooms. Now mm-hmm. is a great time to redo our floor and our seats and do the things that normally would disrupt our business. But now with nobody coming in, we're able to get them done. And especially because a lot of theaters are have been losing their business, unfortunately. If you're able to take advantage of that and make yeah. those remodelings props to you you're doing something right yeah those are well done theaters and it's just sad that 
they're not being treated equally and that, that these policies from government that are supposed to help people are so inconsistent. Yes. The, yeah, the biggest thing that government should promote at all times is small business. Right. Because they're run by people in small communities. Yeah. In big communities, the small business is the largest amount of business. <laughs> right. Or, or five employees or less. That's the, the biggest amount per capita of business. We've got to promote them. Can we move on to the fun stuff now? Of course. No more policy? You're done with policy? Um, let me think. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> let me make sure that we've said everything we wanted to say on this. Um, and if not, at least we have next week. We do. Okay, we have next week lawsuits. to bring it up. Yeah. Lawsuits, policies, numbers. Get it out of there. Let's talk yep. about the fun stuff. Okay. All right. We have so many new trailers this week. I'm so excited. Yay. Oh, finally. Thank goodness. Uh, All right. So we got Death on the Nile from... Disney, not Fox. Right. I almost said Fox, but it's it a, is from Disney. The it's sequel a Fox to Fox Holdover. Yep. From uh, the sequel to Murder on the Orient Express, as well as The War on Grandpa, starring Robert De Niro and yep. Let It Go. Yeah. So, Death on the Nile, you guys are not going to be um, getting my second, like, French accent, but oh. I'm very excited by this trailer. Take a drink. It looks so good. That is right. We have to take a drink. You Every time I mention it, one. <laughs> I had a really fun French accent. And you guys just don't get to hear it now. Kyle, what was, what's the name of the detective played by Kenneth Branagh? According to Cody, his name was Inspector Perrin. <laughs> Inspector <laughs> Perrin. But he's back. Now I can't do it without laughing. It's, in, it's Inspector Perrin with his glorious mustache. Yes. Real or fake. I don't care. It's amazing. I'm pretty sure it's real. I hope it's real. Yeah. That looks. That would be amazing CGI if it wasn't. Or just amazing props. Well, it's not amazing CGI. They did it to Henry Cavill. No, that it's was old C- hat now. Oh, it's old hat now. <laughs> They've that done that. They've done that before. They can make it possible. Yeah. Okay, His Christopher Nolan amazing... blew up a seven forty seven. They can put a mustache. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, people on the guy who directed Thor. Okay, <laughs> they can do that. <laughs> All right. Well, Kenneth Branagh comes back as Inspector Perot, and he's on vacation in Egypt. But then there's been a murder on a boat on his river cruise boat, and he's got to solve it. And it has an amazing cast, including Gal Gadot, Army Hammer, Letitia Wright. Yep. Uh, Russell Brand's in there, too. Haven't yeah. seen him ever right. <laughs> in a while. So. Is Daisy Ridley in it? No, that was the last movie. That was the last one. Okay. Joe's good in it, though. Uh, this yeah, this trailer got me really excited. Um, it seems kind of darker than the last mystery movie he did uh-huh. uh, with Orient Express, and I have been really craving murder mysteries lately, especially thanks to Knives Out. So I'll be te- checking this one out. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Well done. I love the period piece of it and the mm-hmm. landscape, and yeah, it just I'm excited for this one. I'm glad that Disney is allowing this Fox stuff to stay in this year because yeah these are adult films that aren't usually on their slate and i don't think would work on disney plus so that's a plus for us i want to talk about our next movie let it go which i'm very excited Ugh. kyle and i were both confused yeah. that it was not a superman prequel prequel <laughs> yeah when and you i see, was like what do you mean when you see kevin costner and diane that's a drink cody referred to the last episode <laughs> no what do you guys mean i don't get this well when you see have Kev- you seen man of steel Yes. Who play the parents of Henry Cavill? Kevin Costner and Diane Lane. Who are the parents, or the grandparents, and let it go? Kevin Costner and Diane Lane. And where did... And there's, uh, a, super... little, there's a little boy involved? Yes. Yeah. Is the scenery a farm setting? It is. Is the boy troubled for some reason? He looks sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, in Man of Steel, the boy did look sad, too. Yeah. Does Kevin Costner drive a pickup truck? You bet he does. Oh, yeah. Is he wearing flannel? You bet he does. I see a possible prequel focus features. Okay. Get on it. <laughs> but it's definitely not a Man of Steel no. prequel. Much darker, much more intense, oh. trying to save their grandson from... from... Garbage, trash human beings. Yeah. Just cesspool of a family. So the... Their son's um, it passes away, and his widow takes their grandson and marries into this cesspool of a family. Dis- disgusting people, just ones that you just hope that Kevin Costner just kills them all because they just don't do not need to survive. He goes, 
full Yellowstone grizzly bear. I hope so. The show would just start blasting with his double barreled shotgun. That would be awesome. <laughs> it seems to be his shtick lately, yeah. and I appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, they got to go rescue their grandson from this family. His, Get him back. His new requirement is that if I do any project, I have to be able to wear a cowboy hat because I don't want anybody to see my hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so while the endless possibilities of this being a Man of Steel prequel is very nice to think of, uh, this I don't know if this will play very well. It's a very dark, gritty type movie, yeah. but... Hey, it's coming to a theater, so I'll take and it. And it's new. I It was rough for me to get through the trailer. Yeah. This falls, I think, into the same category as the uh, Robert Redford bank robbery movie, where it has name recognition oh, because of the yeah. actor. Oh, right. Um, but it's not going to do any business. It's I would I would love for Kevin Costner Diane Lane to be a thing that we can play right. everywhere, especially out west, like yeah. to be a thing mm-hmm. because he identifies so much with this area. Right. With but I think just involving body. the child and the nope. domestic violence. No, it's is just going to be rough. super dark and weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> super dark and weird. <laughs> but on a happy note, we've got instead War with Grandpa. <laughs> a movie that was supposed to come out four years ago. So you know it's going to be great. <laughs> Again, we're like perfect pandemic movie. <laughs> Kind of, sure. I guess if you need a laugh, then maybe you'll get it out of this. I know Christopher Walken made me laugh. He's in this movie. I need a laugh. He kills it in the trailer. Yeah. No, the trailer was great. Um, And I just thought the kid is super cute. Robert De Niro is great. It's really funny. Like the the pranks they pull on each other. Yeah, pretty much it's some kid, I guess the grandson of Robert De Niro and... Robert, Robert has to move into the kid's bedroom you know, and he doesn't like it because the kid has no soul for his poor grandpa. Yeah. And so they kid's have a brat. to, they get really aggressive with each other because it's funny. Cra- grandpa's <laughs> crazy and senile and the kid's a brat and they go to war together. I think I might have identified with the idea that um, the parents have to move in and get their car keys taken away and... I was like, that's on the horizon for us. <laughs> <laughs> so i got to take notes on this. Do not give up my son's bedroom, <laughs> number one. <laughs> if, you're, if your parent is pranking your son, then maybe time to <laughs> yeah. take away the Step keys. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be something that plays light, which yeah. is the first one we really have. Yeah, I think so. Actually. I mean, even Wonder Woman plays to slightly older audience. Right, it's not action meant for yeah. young kids. This is like a gag-filled movie, like playing with fire. Yeah, that you can that kids can go to. Right. Obviously, there's heavy stuff in it with people getting older and having to be removed from their independence. Oh, and... that'll be a one-minute scene. And yeah, they, yeah the they kids won't notice. Be back <laughs> no. into the. Uh... But it'll be Robert good. It's one fell well, down the stairs. It's one you could take. <laughs> yeah. It is literally Just one you could. Falling off a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> it is one you could take grandma and grandkids too. Like it. Yeah. It's almost it's close to an all audience picture as we have gotten so far. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good fit, right? So there. when's that coming out, guys? Uh, that's a good question, actually. I'll figure that out for you while we move on to the next topic. October 9th. <laughs> Is it October 9th? Okay. Yeah, the week after Wonder Woman. Okay, good. I did not remember. <laughs> oh, non sequiturs. What's yeah. the square root of 67, Cody? <laughs> That's why I have a computer. All right. Now the only news I want to talk about this week. Batflick. Batflick is back. Yes. Ken is just so excited because he has this love of Ben Affleck. It's yes. a, in a bad it's fair. Suit. Ben Affleck's amazing. Now, we had this conversation on the original oh. inhibited podcast with oh. the bad audio. Woo. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> that Ben Affleck is the only Batman that has the stature to play Batman. Yes. True. But he is going and he's going to appear in the new Flash movie, which is great. We need more of these superhero movies to hold up to the theater industry. They're the ones that have performed over the last 10 years. Right. Yep. And well, I was really may, excited for Flash. I I was anticipating it's ne- his next movie. While you may not like the as a as an audience goer, you're a theater operator, but as going to films, you may not love these superhero movies, but they prop up our industry. Yeah. They're a huge part of the industry. Yep. So you have to get excited about it and promote them. The fact that Ben Affleck is putting on the cowl again, coming back for The Flash, is great. 
the fact that they are going to include Michael Keaton is not. <laughs> what? what? It's going to be multiple Batmans. It's going to be Matt, Batman from every dimension. Well, actually, I'm, I'm not a fan of like the story that they're going with with the Flash. Like, I don't need the He's so fast he can travel space. through time. And yeah, space. And seeing multiple guys, I don't really need that, so I get it to that extent. But who would have thought that we would have seen Keaton and Affleck as Batman in a movie together? Like, that's crazy to think of. That'll get people drawn in. Right. No, that sounds like exactly what Hollywood does. Well, hey, it, yes. Let's make another Batman movie. But let's have let's the old a, Batman let's make a and the semi-old Batman, Batman. What do we do now? Right. How many Batmans can we get in this movie? Is Clooney available? Yeah. We want the biggest Batman and the smallest Batman together. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not going to look very we different. Need, <laughs> we need to bring back back nipples. And then we should have Robert Pattinson's screen test in it somehow, like get his, you know, Batman in there Sneak a little him bit. him in there in the background. Yeah. And then we can have Christopher Nolan, you know, in the background, or not Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, yeah, in the background, <laughs> grunting whatever his Batman does. I've never seen it, so. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> no, I, at least we're getting Batflake one more time. One yeah. more time for him to don the cowl. One more time until he gets that paycheck, and they'll be like, "I would like to do this multiple times, please." Yeah, <laughs> and like then they'll be like, "Pattinson, forever. you might have to get, you might have to move over." I gotta admit, between Robert Pattinson and Ben Affleck, I will always choose a Ben Affleck Batman. I would love the idea. So much bigger. Them just putting Ben Affleck girth in on him, the Robert Pattinson Batman movie, and him just beating the crap out of Paul Dano. <laughs> like, yeah. Looks like his little brother, pounding <laughs> him into oblivion. Robert Pattinson looks like DeVito. He looks like a sidekick. He just has the build of a sidekick. He doesn't have the build of the hero. Speaking of that, buy your advanced tickets to Tenet starting today. Yeah, Robert Pattinson is in Tenet. He looks great he in it. Yeah, that's definitely a more mo- of a movie for him. Sure. Yeah, and they fun. they blew up the seven forty seven. A real life plane. Christopher Nolan blew it up. It was cheaper to do that than special effects. God, I can't wait for that movie. I, I think that counts as referring to a former episode. No, so... we didn't talk about that. Uh, we'll take it. We didn't. <laughs> well, I mean, we talked about it in like two episodes ago, so take a drink. If you're playing along with us, Fine. we are hammered. <laughs> All right, we got everything on the list done except for Cody's classic corner and yeah. Kyle's sweet and happy corner. Cody, what did you watch this week? Um, I watched Misty Island Rescue. <laughs> I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> Day of the Diesels. The, Kyle, these are all Thomas and Friends uh, mini, mini <laughs> yeah, movies. It's like Missy Cody and the, watched Hero did, of the Rails. Cody did not watch a movie. Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. I watched many a children's movie with my sons, as you can tell. Cody failed miserably at her task. I was supposed to watch it. I always watch it Thursday night so that I am fresh on podcasts on Friday mornings to talk about it. And last night I fell asleep. I was sabotaged. Ken got me a rice sock. Sabotaged. He got me a rice sock and he covered me up. And of course I fell asleep. I was sabotaged, people. Mm, Is that the real reason why... Yeah, you put a rice sock on my feet, I'm out. Mm. He knows this. (laughs) I don't know. Ken, what do you think? Lies. (laughs) Lies. <laughs> All lies. No. He knows. He sabotaged me. Mm, I see. All right. There so, was even cake, and I didn't get to even have a piece. And you know I don't give up a piece of cake. So this was serious sabotage. That is the one thing I always know, knew about you. <laughs> <laughs> what do I know about Cody? Um, she oh, I did not watch the movie this height, week. Hair color, eye color. She doesn't turn down cake. That's She'll never turn down a piece of cake. <laughs> nope. I love me some cake. <laughs> All right. So time to dole out the punishments. You have had a DVD of Cinema Paradiso. Yeah. The subtitle classic <laughs> sitting sitting on your desk for a couple of weeks now. Yes, I have. So Kyle watched it. It wasn't torture for me. I liked it. But. In addition to watching Butch Cassidy and the okay. Sundance Kid and Cinema Paradiso, you'll be forced to watch the first movie that is commented on the podcast on Facebook. The very first one. So whoever's there first after Kyle posts it, whether it's 
PG and German or French and X-rated, no. Cody will be forced no. to watch it. Do they have to be foreign movies? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think I'm, that's the best way to do it. I'm going to go with yes. It will annoy her the most. If anything black and white is submitted, I will be thoroughly amused. Oh. <laughs> I think this is the best punishment moving no, forward. No, this is awful. Makes sense to me. I I'm approve. So, I'm so scared of Two this punishment. I overruled. No, no. You're Poor. torturing me with movies now at this point, and you're getting the audience involved. Well, yeah. we have to have audience interaction. Yeah. That's how this works. To build your brand, oh my you God. need people yeah, to I got told, support you. I got told today by uh, one of our very avid listeners that uh, I need my my own podcast because you guys are stepping on my toes all over the place. <laughs> I'll show you stepping on toes <laughs> later. Ow! <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. Don't forget. I will not forget this, Ken. <laughs> you heard it here Whatever first, punishment folks. you dole to me, I will dole to Ken times 10 for coming up with this scheme. So. Also called life. Yeah. <laughs> Marriage. <laughs> Marriage. Yeah. All those things. There's, there's no couch I haven't slept on, folks. So let's let's let this happen. Let's oh. see what we can do. There will not be a couch. <laughs> there might not even be a floor. It might be grass. <laughs> it might outside. Be outside. Grass. And guess what, people? We don't have grass in our front yard, so <laughs> from our it won't even be that. Well, I follow through. Yeah. And I watched True Lies. Of course oh, he did. His movies are the best. I just, I'm excited. What do you think of True you Lies? Pick them out. How are you saying they're the best? <laughs> She's because she loves them so much. She's like, like, oh, I, these movies are classics. They are <laughs> so good. These movies are my classics. <laughs> I choose yeah. chocolate ice cream. Also, noted chocolate ice cream is the best. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, what do you think of the chocolate ice cream sundae that is True Lies? You guys were. Spot on about how great True Lies is. It's yeah. a great movie. Nice. I nice. really enjoyed um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis together. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a pairing where I was like, can that work? And it works way better than I expected. Like, they both killed at, like, the comedy chops within it all, which was a, it was a lot funnier of a movie than I expected. Yeah. Like, James Cameron, like, I don't think of him as the funny guy, like, the no. comedy director, but... Well, For an get, action comedy, he did a really good job at both. With him, you get fi- films like Terminator. Where you're but, like, that's not yeah. funny at all. Inject comedy. There's always an element of comedy in them. Sure, yeah. And Alien, he, very yeah. small injections. Even, yeah, no, they're moments. Mm-hmm. He puts moments in, but he mm-hmm. doesn't ignore it completely. He's not a. Well, I think you have to to break up the tension. So that's yeah. just. Have you ever seen a Daniel Day Lewis movie? There's no humor in those. You're it's not going to laugh very often, front if to at back. all. <laughs> front to back. Yeah. Let's get the story told in the most direct <laughs> way possible. And Cameron clearly knows like how to use Arnold. Like he right. knows like how to make him funny. He knows how to make him serious. He knows how to chew up scenery. He knows, you know, just how to goof off and have a good time. And yeah. literally all those things I just listed, like he does so well in the movie. So <laughs> yeah, I have to give it props to Cameron, to uh, Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee. Like they all killed it. They made it a great time. So we talked about our favorite line is um, where they're drugged with the truth serum. And she's like, have you ever killed anybody? And he's like, yeah, but they were all bad. <laughs> they were all bad. We okay. talked about this. Take a drink. Good enough we talked for me. About this when, we, yeah. when we told him about true lies, that was our favorite line. Take a drink. Are we going to die? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> the, no, they're both great. And were and then were you surprised by the fun scene with Jamie Lee Curtis? We talked about how she was more introduced to you as Freaky Friday mom. Oh, another yep, drink. Another drink. <laughs> Talked. But God, can we get an Uber to the office? <laughs> this has been an interesting podcast already. We're gonna need to drive home safely by having someone else give us Kyle, a ride. Yeah. Kyle, call your significant other. She's gonna be moving some cars she's around gonna be like, today. She's gonna be like, "What do you mean you got hammered?" <laughs> Tell her to bring her bike. She's gonna be doing some down and back. <laughs> um, not, not surprised. More pleasantly surprised. I guess would be a. Yeah. Good, but kind of weird way to word it. But um, no, she absolutely knocks it out of the park with that. Oh scene. yeah, like, yeah, that like she a, definitely does. That is an incredibly like 
front facing sexual scene. Yeah. And she just knocks it out of the park. Right. She's sexy, but also hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she lets go. Which is even more sexy. And it's like, ah. <laughs> I can't help but to laugh at her. She's like, whoop. <laughs> no, it, um, it wasn't shocking at all. But I guess at the same time, as I've mentioned on the podcast that yeah. we tried to record, um, I take was introduced drink. to her. I'll take my drink in a minute. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I just was introduced to her with the remake of Freaky Friday. So I was like, oh, she's, you know, older. She's more of like the mom type roles at this point. Obviously, that changed a bit with watching Halloween <laughs> for the first time. But um, yeah, pleasantly surprised. But she's surprised, like crazy but I, old lady in Halloween. You mean the in, original? In, in the original, yeah. Okay, not, yeah. The, not the 2018 remake or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I more How meant. How dare yeah. you? <laughs> we always speak of the original. No, I don't. I forget that she's in those because I never watched them. No, and the remake is awesome. There, it is. I never How saw that either. You. But the original, come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I've, I've really enjoyed it. It's definitely like at the top of the list for like mm-hmm. all of these. Better than Mr. and Mrs. Smith? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Definitely. Mr. and Mrs. Smith might be a close second, but I, I just really enjoyed the heck out of uh, True Lies. Nice. No, but if you saw them in like chronological order, you would think that Mr. and Mrs. Smith was a obvious ripoff of True Lies. Certain scenes and things like that. A little bit. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't go that far because... they're both spies, yeah. but I mean, it's not dissimilar. Right. I was surprised <laughs> by where what direction the movie was heading in. Like I... I wasn't sure what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting Arnold to go as far as to like be involved in thinking like his wife was having an affair and then also like tricking her like right. in the middle of the movie to he think she he even Ar- the, a spy like Arnold Schwarzenegger was still like lost confidence in the fact that he, you know, that he would yeah. use the lost power his of wife. the US government yeah. to torture Bill Paxton yeah. in the trailer until he pees himself. <laughs> like I definitely wasn't <laughs> expecting that type of stuff with this, but yeah. I it still worked for me really well. It was all hilarious <laughs> stuff. You forget that Bill Paxton's in it as that weaselly like He does it so guy. well. I know. He he's so good in that role. <laughs> every every James Cameron movie, he shoehorns him in no matter what. He was the captain of a boat and he doesn't look like a boat captain <laughs> in Titanic. <laughs> He couldn't put oh. him on the Titanic, so I was like, yeah, I'll just make him the boat captain. It's fine. Does that really work, Mr. Cameron? I Do I care? Does this, do I care? Yeah, put, put him in it. Put him in it. <laughs> Come on. All right, so what's next up for Kyle? So I'm thinking we stick with the comedy action, and this time take a, a bit of a detour. Maybe inject a little rock into this with the rundown. And the... And- Another. As we've mentioned yeah. on the podcast that will never be shown. Take a drink. Yeah. Um, that was pre-Rock figuring out how to be a movie star. Yeah. Like he's he, he's stumbling at this point in his career. That's where I don't want you going is. in thinking that. There's no, 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 just no. way you'll, more you'll wrestling see, moves. But am I wrong? In his fighting you'll style. You'll see glimpses of what we see now of guys that lead $200 million movies yeah. like Jumanji. Yeah. yeah. You'll see glimpses of that, but you'll also see areas where it's like, oh, this guy is just a wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I mean. Like right. the stumbling of him trying to you'll get see, it together. It's, sure. I mean, there's an obvious reason why he is who he is. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he's good to, no matter what. Similar to Arnold. I mean, if you have any charisma and you're that big on the screen, yeah. it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'm going to listen to what you say because I'm scared of you. Or yeah. I'm, or I'm desperately attracted to you <laughs> for the other side of the aisle. Or both, really. Right. It's <laughs> weird yeah, combination of the two. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, uh, yeah, you'll see a little bit of stumbling, a little bit of figuring out. Um, Sean William Scott's in it, and he's, Sean William Scott, <laughs> he does his thing. He plays. When, when you say that, I think of American Pie. Yeah, something plays, tells me it's plays, not that. He plays Stifler. Does he really? I mean, wow. Not, not really. Yes, really. No. I mean, that's why people hired him at the time. No, he's a smarter version of he Stifler. Make, he doesn't make dick jokes, but it's, it's pretty much the same thing. He, no. Look, yes. He's not He's not a cinematic chameleon. He's not out there <laughs> playing Shia he's LaBeouf, not in, playing a gangbanger, and then playing his own father. He's not an he's actor. Play, yeah, he's, playing, <laughs> he's playing the same guy okay okay fair enough then i think your movie sounds so much more fun than mine then your three movies three movies please be the first to comment on the post this week give cody a movie that is going to be 
Awesome. Impossible really fun. You know my you, you know my tastes. <laughs> Throw me a bone here. I just ask that please I will find no it on really VHS if I have right. to. Please. This is what I'm talking about. Please, here. please, please, no like rapey stuff. Please don't actually torture me with this. Jeez. I know, I just gotta throw it out there. I just don't I don't do that. Please no child killing and no raping stuff and I I will trudge through whatever. Torture you throw her, at me. but be smart about yeah, it. But no actual psychological torture with this, please. Also, please put Requiem for a Dream on there for her to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one? All right, are we wrapping this up? Oh yeah, I think so. Is that a drug movie? <laughs> oh, yeah. you'll find out What's someday. The one? It's a lot of things movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, with the oh. I have well, a question train for you. Spotting? No, not that one. <laughs> With Robin Williams in it. Wasn't that Requiem for something? Was it, what was that one called? Robin Williams. 30 minutes or less? Right. What are you talking no. about? Yeah, like, what is where he, bad Robin Williams movies? Like, is it Flubber? where he goes through heaven to try to get back? Or goes through... Goes to heaven? Yo no say. I will figure out this movie. We'll talk about it. it okay, is, we'll try and figure that out. If so, it's and Robin hey, Williams if you know what the movie this role. is, comment in... Fern, Fern yeah. Gully? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're. Uh, the genie from Aladdin. Fine, I, have no I idea will what find you're it. Yeah, if the listeners, well, if the listeners uh, know, comment and because we have no clue. All right, Kyle, send us out. All right, uh, but really, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast. Be sure to check us out on all podcast platforms as well as at SilverScreenInsider.com, where if you're a theater owner or manager and you're in need of upcoming. Uh, movie materials uh we have that stuff available for you so just check us out there because there's actually movies now there are movies do you mean what dreams may come cody I think with so. cuba gooding jr that was rated pg-13 <laughs> is that the movie that's going to upset you no i was asking if requiem for a dream is that i always get them confused uh no I trade uh robin williams for jared leto trade cuba gooding for marlon wayans and trade heaven for heroin, and then we are home. <laughs> and on that note, we'll catch you guys next time. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye.